Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just going to, if you remain standing, I'm just going to throw a little gasoline on a fire that's already going. Amen. You can go to your pews, but stand. Go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. I feel like God has things that he wants to do tonight. And I, I don't feel like that the, the preaching is <clears throat> to be the pinnacle of what God does tonight. Amen. But there's some, there's some word, some things you need. Amen. Tonight as we, as we prayed during prayer meeting, we began to shout at the end. There was something that started to move in this house. Amen. But it, I don't, anyway, I don't feel like it finished what it started. So I'm just going to preach just a little while, and then we're going to shout. Amen. Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 25th verse. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life before I forget. I just got a text. They've had 81 people pray through. I'll just go ahead and sow a word into that. They're just warming up. Matthew 6 and 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. I told you this morning, the Gentiles were not the people of God at the time of this writing. So he's talking about those who don't know the Lord. After all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I want to preach things that God already knew. Part two. Amen. And this. Amen. I knew. I knew yesterday. When the Lord dealt with me about these, these two topics. That they were far too broad to preach in one message. And so I figured that I would preach them. Back to back, it's not going to be the same message as this morning, I promise. Amen. Why don't you lift up your hands and pray right now that there would be a liberty in this house. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. Thank you for what we've already felt. God, I pray that that spirit would sweep back into this house, Lord, as there was victory, as there was triumph, oh God. God, I pray that there would be a sound that's released tonight from this place, God. 
Oh, Lord, change us, change us, change us, oh, God. We'll give you the praise. We'll give you the honor. We'll give you the glory. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8 says, Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. Amen. Matthew 6 and 32 would say, Your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Amen. There are things in your life, there are needs that God already knows that you have. Amen. And I've found in, in the church that, and, and maybe, maybe we need to pray and, and ask God like the disciples, Lord, increase our faith. Amen. Because what I've found is that when people, when people come up against situations and they're faced with great needs, many, many times they begin to become anxious and and they stress and, and they feel all of this, all of this tension in their life over simple needs that they have. Amen. And you have a God. Oh, yes. You have a God who is able to supply every need you have. And it's not just that he is able. The scripture says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Amen. And so many times we come up against things and, and it's a crisis in our lives. We, we, we find ourselves faced with all this confusion and chaos over simple needs. We, we need a job. We need money. We need food. We need clothes. We need our bills paid. We need all of these things. And, and we find, we, we come to these points and maybe it's that we don't have the faith to believe that God cares enough about us and knows that we have those needs that he is going to meet those needs. Amen. The psalmist said, I, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Amen. David had seen a lot of people and he said, I've lived a long time and there's something I've never seen in my life. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging bread. Why? Because there's things God already knew. Amen. Isaiah 65 and 24. And it shall come to pass. This is prophetic of the millennial reign. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. How is he going to answer before you call? If he doesn't already know what you're going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Before you even ask, I'm going to answer. That, that, that's, the, that's the way God desires to deal with you. He desires to be so present and so active in your world that when you begin to pray something, before you even begin to pray it, he's like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and answer that. Why? Because I know they have a need that they're about to ask me about. Amen. And so I'm just going to go ahead and answer. Amen. Now, now I, I want to I clarify something right now. Because the Bible talks about you have not because you ask not. But then it talks about asking amiss 
And it says that you may consume it upon your own lust. Or in other words, the only reason you're asking for some things is because you just can't control your desire for those things. And he said, when you get to asking about stuff like that, you can go ahead and forget it. That's asking amiss. But when you have a need... Now, I, I'm not preaching that, that you come and you say, God, you knew I was going to ask for a million dollars because I want a new boat and a new house and, and I want to go on three vacations. No, that's asking amiss because you're going to consume it upon your own lust. Amen. But he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Amen. It's a shall. It is a, not a should, not a could, not an if. It's a shall. My God shall supply all of your needs. Amen. And so, so we, 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 have to, we have to narrow down things into need. And Jesus, he says, he says things about eating, drinking, what you're going to wear, other basic necessity of life that we've, we've, we've brought in as humanity is that you've got to have food, shelter, and clothing. Food covers eating, drink, clothing is the raiment, and you've got to have shelter. And God knows that you have need of these things. And if you're living right, then, then it holds true what the psalmist said. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God knows what you have need of. And he will supply your need according to his riches in glory. Amen. You, you may wonder why I'm preaching this, but I'm just going to. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. Because what we have in our day is a, a political and, and, and geopolitical climate in which fear is being peddled at every turn. If you, if you read an article or you turn on the radio, or any, it, it's like fear is what sells. How do you think COVID took such, such firm grasp on, on the world? It was sold by fear. And, and it was a fear of the unknown. If everybody had known then what we know now, nobody would have let Walmart close down. They, they'd have just opened the doors and kept going. Amen. And so, but, but what happens is that people take the unknown and they begin to sow fear about the unknown. Amen. <laughs> but the things that you don't know are the things God already knew. Amen. And so, so in a world where fear is what sells and, and it's peddled and they want to create dependency by your fear, they, they, want you to, they want you to commit and submit everything you have to, to government and all of these things in order for, for them to protect you as if there's some higher power and they're the ones that are going to provide for you. I just want to go ahead and tell you that God knows the things you have need of and he will supply your needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. The world can stress about it if they want to. They can get anxiety over if they want to. They can get depressed about it if they want to. They can go get a pill to take care of it if they want to. But the church of the living God has God Almighty. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He knows everything. He has all power. And he will provide for his people. Yes. Amen. Amen. Luke 21 and 7. And they ask him, saying, Master, 
when shall these things be and what sign will there be that when these things shall come to pass? And he said, take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines, pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these they shall lay their hands on you, and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Amen. I didn't figure you'd shout right then. Amen. He says, when you begin to hear of wars and commotions. Have you heard lately of wars and commotions? That's when you don't be terrified. Oh, I'm going to preach to some folks right now. I'm going to preach to the church of the living God right now. Because it's time for you to change your mindset about what's happening in the world. Because we may be in this world, but we're not of this world. Our protection is not of this world. Our provision is not of this world. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, he said, when you hear these things, this is what I need you to do. I need, you to start, I need you to start storing up food underground and, and buy three AR-15s. I mean, I ain't against AR-15s. I like them. But you need to know why you have it. And, and, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're grabbing it so that you can defend yourself when the government comes and tries to take all your food, your mindset's in the wrong place. When, when, when did the church quit trusting in the God that saved us? I just, I just want to increase your faith tonight. Amen. This is my motto about, about life and death. Are you ready? If God wants me to live, there's nothing humanity or hell can do to kill me. And if God wants me to die, there's nothing humanity or hell can do to keep me alive. And so I've just submitted my fate to the hands of God. And come what may, hell or high water, wars, rumors of wars, commotions, famines, pestilence. God, I don't care what's happening. My eyes are on you. Paul would write to Timothy. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. If it's messing with your sound mind, it's not of God. Because the spirit that God gave you is peace that passes understanding. (laughs) 
The spirit that God gave you is when there's war in the Middle East and, and, and they're trying to attack Israel and Russia's invading Ukraine and China's about to do the same thing, whatever they're doing over there. And you can still lay your head on your pillow at night and sleep like a baby because you know it don't matter what happens over there. I'm in the hands of God. There was a prophet of old by the name of Elijah. And God led him into the wilderness by, by a brook. And now God knows. He knows. This is a human. It needs food. And it needs water. And so he leads Elijah to a brook where he has water. And then God causes for a raven to bring meat every morning and every evening. Now, you can, you can get it in your mind that you, you've got to do everything you can. You can get it in your mind that, that, that your provision, your protection is in the power of your own hand. you got more faith in you than I've got in me. Amen. You know, I'm just going to stop and, and insert this right here. Because this, this just kind of hit me. The Bible, as, as Abraham was traveling Abram at that time through the land. The, the Bible says that he was married to Sarah. And they, were, they loved each other. And they come through this barbaric kingdom where the king could kill Abram and take his wife. And she was beautiful. And so he said, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Sarah. He said, we're going we're to say that we're brother and sister so that they don't kill me. And so they say, this is my sister and the princess take her and they take her to the king, and, and the king is getting ready to, to be wed to her. And the Lord appears to the king that night. And he said, king, you're a dead man. And all your house. And the king said, why? What, what have I done, Lord? He said, the woman you've got in your palace is a married woman. Amen. And he said, if you don't return her to her husband... Then I'm going to kill you and everybody in your palace. And so he's terrified. He actually, he's kind of mad. And he takes Sarah back. And so I'm just going to insert right here while I'm on the protecting your own stuff. A marriage is a covenant between a man, a woman, and God. Not just a man and a woman. And so if you want to trust in a wedding band to protect your marriage, you go ahead. I'm going to trust in God to protect my marriage. glory. You got more faith in gold than I do. I'm just going to trust in God. Why? Because there's so many things that God already knew about my life. So many things he already had mind of. He, he knew exactly what was going on. He knows. He knows the things that you have need of. He knows when you need protection. Let me tell you something. I was, I had moved a, a camper down to Amity. We were wanting to get on site and be, be living there and building that church. And we had been there for one week. One week. Now, I'm going to tell you, this, this happened. When we were moving down there, where my church sits, the house right across the street, is the number one drug running house in Amity. And so I live right across the street from the drug dealers. 
And there's people in and out of there all hours of the day and night. I've, oh my goodness. I've, when I was hanging my church sign, I was watching a backslider from my church do a drug deal. At the house. I mean, I watched the bag go out the window and the money, or the, the money go out the window and the bag go in. I've, I've... And so here we are moving a, a cardboard box to beside the church, right beside the drug house. And so I, I thought to myself, I was cleaning out the truck a little bit and, and my, my Smith & Wesson M&P shield right there in the truck. And I was taking the car and so I grabbed my gun because... It's a pretty shady area. I go to pull it out of the car. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, if you take that, I'll let you use it to defend yourself. I'd never had anything like that. I feel a witness in the Holy Ghost right now. And so, I'd never had anything like that happen. So I'm standing there holding my gun. The Lord just spoke to me. And I just put it back in the truck, shut the truck, locked the doors, left the truck at my parents' house with my, with my shield in it. And I moved the cardboard box to Amity, move into it. And we had been there for one week. It was the Saturday before Easter Sunday, Saturday night. And we had just got everything really settled. I was so tired. I was so looking forward to a good night's rest. I'd even, we had just got a new mattress put in there. And I, man, I took a picture of the mattress. I sent it to my in-laws. I said, good night, sleep, here I come. And I laid down on that bed, and I, it was probably 9.30, 9.40. And I, I started drifting off to sleep. And about the time I was drifting off to sleep, on the side of my trailer, I hear, ah! I come flying out of bed. I'm looking at my wife. I was like, what on earth was that? She said, I, she said, I don't know. They're screaming. This woman is screaming, help! Help! Call 911! I mean, she's shrieking, and she's beating on the trailer. And there's this man, and he's screaming, and she's screaming. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I, it was like, it was like fear started to take over. And, and then it, it got quiet. And, I mean, she'd asked me to call 911. I didn't know what was going on, so I called 911. <laughs> I, I said, there's somebody outside my trailer screaming, asking me to call 911. Y'all need to get here and figure out what's going on. And so, yeah, it's funny to y'all because y'all weren't there. Yeah, y'all can laugh all y'all want. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me. And then all of a sudden I hear the screaming again. The man is screaming, the woman's shrieking. I can, I can just tell that she's being beaten by this man. And all of a sudden she comes running and she's, she's jarring the handle of the door of my trailer. She's trying to get in. I called 911 again. I said, she's trying to get in my trailer. I said, y'all better hurry up and get here. Something bad's about to happen. And so kind of settled just a little bit and I uh, I was I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you I was terrified and I'm, I'm sitting there on the bed I was thinking what on earth am I going to do and I, finally I see blue lights come around the corner and, and so they're coming down and, 
And they, they start taking care of it. And I just, I, I felt so much fear. And I, I laid down in the bed and I took my wife by the hand. I'm not, a, I'm not a real public prayer. It's not the way I do. I'm not like, hey, let's pray right now. That's just, I'm, I'm more like enter into the closet. But I told my wife, I said, take my hand. I said, the devil is not running me out of this town. Come on, there's going to be some fear break tonight. You're going you're gonna to witness victory. You're going to feel triumph. Come on, somebody. Just go ahead and step into what you're feeling. God can do it right now. God can do it right now. Come on. Come on. You're going to learn tonight that God is your defender. God is your protector. Safety is of the Lord. Come on, let it break right now. Let it break right now. Let it break right now. That fear's had you. It's had you for too long. It's had you for too. Come on, it's time for you to be able to sleep at night. It's time for you to be able to sleep at night. Come on. Come on, the psalmist said, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are saved. Come on, this is where you get victory. This is where you get victory. This is where you get victory. right now let it break right now come on you're a child of God you're in the hands of God (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah Come on, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. He gave you the spirit of power. Come on, he gave you the spirit of power. You received power when the Holy Ghost came upon you. 
Come on, come on. I don't want you to release a defeated sound. I want you to release a sound of victory. until you feel it break right now. I want you to pray until you feel it break right now. Come on. Those thoughts and memories that are keeping you up at night, they can be broken tonight. Amen. You, you can sleep like a baby understanding safety is of the Lord. I'm a child of God. I'm in God's hands. I have nothing to be afraid of.
voice may rise up against you, but it's going to be condemned. This is the heritage of the children of God. your sound be a sound of victory right now. Come on, don't let it be a sound of defeat. Let it be a sound of victory. Let it be a sound of triumph.
children of God. Come on, children of God. Come on. Come on, claim what's yours. Claim your heritage. Hallelujah. I I want you to hear me right now. Thank you for praying. Thank you for praying. But I know now what I felt in prayer meeting. And it came on the sound. This this is what happens. I'm just, I'm going to be real plain right now. You You can take it or leave it. There are spirits that are connected to past abuse, molestation, instances that cause grave fear. There are things that have been bothering the minds of people in this house right now. And let me tell you, this is what you've learned to do. You've learned to cry your way into feeling better on Sunday night. And by Monday night, you can't sleep again. So I'm just, I'm going to teach you something that I had to learn the hard way. Number one, safety is of the Lord. Number two, this is what happened. And, and you may think this is funny, but the Lord showed me something in this. Have any of you ever trapped a raccoon? Y'all ever trapped a raccoon? Have you ever trapped one in a dog-proof trap? The caps, it, it catches just its hand. I caught a raccoon in a dog-proof trap. I was standing over him with a gun. I'm like ten times his size. And he's the one caught in the trap on a chain. And... I got a little bit too close to him. And I'm telling you, the sound he made was the most awful sound I've ever heard in my life. And it was at night, and I had a flashlight. And he jumped at me through the light beam into the darkness between the light and my leg. And Brother Moats exited the scene. Now... That's funny. It's a comical story. But the truth of the matter is, he was not. He did not have the upper hand. But he made a sound that made me decide, I better get out of there. You've learned how to cry your way into feeling better. And the Spirit's right back. Just a few days later. 
What happened in prayer meeting was that the sound changed. And there was something in the sound that spirit started to break. It, it may have had the upper hand before you started making the sound, but it got the question like, you know. So hang on, hang on, hang on. We're, we're, we're going in this. Absalom takes the kingdom from David. He's got everything, everything on his side. He's going to kill his father, David. And a counselor comes in and he says, Absalom, you know your dad and his men. They're mighty men. They're chafed in their minds right now like a bear robbed of her whelps. He said, you know when you go and get a hold of them, they are going to tear you to pieces because they're crazy when it comes to a fight. You know, the devil needs to think about you like Absalom thought about his death. That says, you know, I may not need to grab them because they're pretty crazy. I'm telling you, there's got to be something rise up in you. I thank you for praying, but you ain't got to cry this time. You've cried enough until now. I'm going to teach you how to win now. You need something to rise up in your chest. And in your brain that says, devil, I've dealt with this for long enough. I've dealt with this for long enough. Come on. This is the heritage of the children of God. The weapon may be formed, but it shall not prosper. Come on, you got to change your sound. Change your sound to a sound of victory. Come on, change your sound to a sound of victory. Come on, don't cry, shout. Don't cry, shout. Yeah, this is how you win. Come on, change your sound to a sound of victory. That devil has tormented you long enough. Go to war. Go to war. 